0: In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. Jesus says, But whom say ye that I am? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Why does Jesus ask his disciples, who do men say that I am? One idea we can quickly rule out is that Jesus is conducting a kind of opinion poll. He is decidedly not like a presidential candidate, anxious to see how he stacks up against the competition. Indeed, I don't think our Lord is asking for information at all. He's not seeking data or gathering intelligence He does not already have. Rather, I think he asks this question for his disciples' sake, for our sake. After all, Jesus is the teacher par excellence. He asks in order to get them reflecting on who he is, to open their hearts, to begin to see him as he really is, to reveal himself to them. And we see this in the way in which he passes so quickly from the first question to the second, from the more general, whom do men say that I am, to the more specific and more pointed question, but whom say ye that I am? Do you see how he doesn't engage at all with the various popular theories about his identity, John the Baptist or Elijah or Jeremiah or the like? He ignores those and gets right to the question, That really matters, the question that involves the disciples, that implicates and entangles and ensnares them. But whom say ye that I am? He is not interested in the theoretical, but in the existential, not in the head, but in the heart again at Jesus' response to Peter's confession to see what I'm getting at. Peter's confession, of course, is perfectly correct. It's the right answer, the Sunday school answer. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, he says. But like a child in Sunday school who answers correctly Jesus to every question, Peter says more than he knows. That is, his answer is true. Jesus really is the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. He really is the Son of the Living God. But he is so in both cases, in a sense far deeper and far more mysterious than Peter can know. For the full sense in which Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the Living God, will only be seen in the light of his death and resurrection. At this point in the story, Peter is just not in a position to grasp the full significance of what he says. He says more than he knows. And he is thinking in nearly human terms still. He confesses Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah, the looked-for Davidic king, so often referred to in the Psalms as the Son of God. And as such, his, he, he is exp- expecting Jesus to liberate the people of Israel from their Roman oppressors. His conception of the Messiah certainly does not include the suffering and the death of Jesus, a point which is made very clear in the passage which follows our own, where Jesus begins to tell his disciples that he must suffer and die and rise again, and Peter takes him aside and rebukes him. Jesus, of course, then in turn rebukes Peter, saying to him, "Get thee behind me, Satan." That said, it's worth emphasizing here that Peter does speak truly. Indeed, he's blessed in saying what he does, even as he says more than he knows. He's blessed because his confession comes through divine illumination, as Jesus puts it, "Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father." which is in heaven. As the philosopher Arthur Holmes used to say, all truth is God's truth. That is, if there is any truth in human knowing, it is God's truth, truth made known by God, the source of all truth, the truth itself. All truth is God's truth. Indeed, if we perceive the truth, we do so by the light There's a prayer of St. Thomas that expresses this well Pour forth a ray of your brightness into the darkened places of my mind. Disperse from my soul the twofold darkness into which I was born sin and ignorance. Just so, Simon Peter confesses truly, because the ray of God's brightness has begun to disperse the darkness of his mind. But notice that Jesus doesn't stop there. He doesn't high-five Peter and give him a gold star. He has more to say to him, Jesus is not yet through with Simon Peter. Peter is not off the hook. On the contrary, Jesus continues, And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, what are we to make of all that? Lots can be said about this verse and the next, and a lot has been said, about the chair of Peter and apostolic authority and church discipline and the like. But I want to bracket those weighty questions and focus on something more basic. Do you see how what Jesus says is aimed at involving Peter? It seems to me that Jesus is pressing Peter to see that the question of who Jesus is cannot remain a merely theoretical question for him, but that it is necessarily an existential one, a matter that concerns his very existence, something that will not leave him unchanged, a truth that places demands on his life. Peter does not get to dabble and splash in the shallows. He's called out into the deep. He does not have the luxury of watching from the sidelines, observing a careful neutrality, keeping his options open, but he will be pressed into service and thrown into the thick of battle. Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against thee. Punning on Peter's name, Jesus calls him a rock or Petra in Greek. You hear how that sounds like Peter, don't you? Jesus declares that he, Peter of all people, Peter the unlettered fisherman from Galilee, Peter the impulsive and impetuous one, Peter the one who will later deny his Lord. Jesus declares that this man will be the rock on which Christ's church is built. Apart from the sound of his name, Peter does not at all seem like a likely candidate to be the pillar of the Christian community, to lead the church of the living God, which is the pillar and ground of the truth. But then these words to Peter are entirely consistent with the way the Lord acts. The choice of Peter is in keeping with the character of God, as revealed in the history of Israel and most fully in Jesus, in Christ crucified. As St. Paul proclaims, God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, that no human being may boast in his presence. That Peter, of all people, should become the rock of the church accords with the truth revealed in Jesus. For as the Lord says to another of his apostles, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Paradoxically, the strength of the Christian, the strength of the church, are seen most clearly in the weakness, in our own weakness, because the very weakness serves to show forth the power of God. When I am weak, St. Paul says, then I am strong. Strong, that is, with the strength of God, whose power is made perfect in weakness. Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against thee. Our Lord is beginning to show Peter just what it will mean that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Beginning to reveal both the full depth of the truth of his confession and its implication for his own life, beginning to show Peter how his confession, Thou art the Christ, inextricably involves his own life. Thou art Peter, and this is what I will ask of you. The same is true for you and for me. Our Lord's question is also addressed addressed it directly to each of us. But who do you say that I am? Who do you, Chris Yoder, with your life, say that I am? Who do you, fill in your name here, say that I am? Now, you and I have a certain advantage on Peter, in that we have the advantage of hindsight, we stand on the other side of the death and resurrection of Jesus, as well as centuries of development of Christian doctrine. We ought to know better than Peter what it means to confess that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. But this should by no means lull us into a false sense of complacency, thinking that we know the answer to that question of who Jesus is, that we have checked that box, and that we can now move on living our lives without interruption. Because as we've seen, Christ's question is not aimed at the head, but at the heart. It's not so much about what you think, but about what you love, how you live. To confess Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, is just the beginning beginning of a lifetime of conversion, the beginning of discovering the relentless way in which our Lord will press his claim to every nook and cranny of your life, how he will not leave you alone. He will not leave you unchanged. He would be Lord of all your life, of absolutely every area of your life. He says, if any man would come after me, Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. But who do you say that I am? With these words, our Lord questions us, makes demands on us. As C.S. Lewis puts it, it is not so much of our time and so much of our attention that God's demands. It is not even all of our time and all of our attention. It is ourselves. But who do you say that I am? Jesus asks this question today of each of us. How will you answer his question? What answer to his question does your life give To end with a prayer from John Cousin, the great 17th-century English bishop. It's a prayer that expresses what I've been trying to say better than I can myself. A prayer that is an answer to our Lord's question, one which I hope to make my own. Bishop Cousin prays thus: Be thou a light in mine eyes, music to mine ears. Sweetness to my taste, and a full contentment to my heart. Be thou my sunshine in the day, my friend at the table, my repose in the night, my clothing in nakedness, my succor into all necessities. Lord Jesus, I give thee my body, my soul, my substance, my fame, my friends, my liberty, and my life. Dispose of me and of all that is mine, as it seemeth best to thee, and of the glory of thy blessed name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.